why you should be rooted in church. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from Psalm 92, verses 12 through 14. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth good fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. That means prosperous. <laughs> Praise God. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Praise God. You will flourish. That means, you know, you're like a tree. You will grow. You will develop. You will bring forth good fruit. You will achieve success. You'll have more of an abundant supply. Praise God. It's just good to obey God. Amen. To do what the word of the Lord says. Hebrews 10.25 says, uh, Joe, bring me a water there, open the water. Uh, Hebrews 10.25 says, Forsake not the assembling, thank you, assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. God says that people that belong to the body of Christ, the church, should assemble themselves and not get in any bad habit of not assembling. You know, God ordained that the church be together. You know, when John, in the book of Revelation, when he wrote to the churches, the Lord said, write, write a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. He didn't just send it to seven people. He sent it to seven congregations of people. And when Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's building his church, and he's building the church together. Uh, it's not individual people that make up the church. They are only one member of the body of Christ. Now, if we follow the Lord and let his word govern us in every area of life, we will find increase. In Isaiah 1, verse 18 and 19, the Lord says, If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, it's not going to be so. See, if you be willing, two things, not just one. You know, you could do it, but be dragging your heels all the way. You got to become willing to do what the will of the Lord is. Amen? Hallelujah. Not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. <coughs> so, uh, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. God wants you to have the good of the land, to eat the good of the land. And he said, I'll give you goodly houses. And there's a lot of different blessings he said uh, he would do for us. Now, you know, with the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the Bible says in Luke 4, he returned from his time of prayer and fasting in the power of the Spirit. See, and a fame spread abroad about him. And he went into the synagogue 
on the Sabbath day as his custom was. See, now he had a custom. And his custom was to go into the church of that day, which was the synagogue. See, it was a custom. That means it was a, just well established in his life. This is what he did. Now, he's the living word, and this is what he did. He went into the synagogue to hear the word. See, he even, it goes on to say, there was delivered to him the book of the, uh, of the prophet Isaiah, and he opened the book and found the place where it was written, and he quoted, the spirit of the Lord's upon me, because he's anointed me to preach, and, and uh, some other things. See, but he knew the word. He was in there to learn the word. Praise God to quote the word, preach the word, teach the word. Hallelujah. And he knew how important this all was. He lived his life by the word of God. Even when he was 12 years old, he was answering questions and asking questions. About what? About the Word. Hallelujah. So uh, this was his custom. See, when we get born again, it should be our custom. This is, this is just what we do. We're Christians. We gather together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and there's blessing. The Bible said if you do the Word, you'll be blessed. James chapter 1, verse 25. You're not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. It said, this man will be blessed in his doing. So if the word says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, and then it encourages us, praise God, to gather together, that if we do it, we're going to be more blessed than if we don't do it. See, somehow, some way you're going to be more blessed. Hallelujah. How many want to be more blessed? Glory to God. Then we got to do what the Word says. Amen. Hallelujah. Got to be willing. We got to be obedient. Praise God and follow the instructions of the Word. Then I'm going to read from uh, 1 Corinthians and chapter 12 about the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to. Start with verse 18. It says, But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. You know, that kind of speaks to me a little bit. A lot of time people just, uh, you know, God establishes them in a local body, a real body of believers that are born again and living for the Lord and are being taught the Word without compromise. And he plants them there. But then they, for some reason or other, just decide to go hither and thither, here and there, and so on like that. But sometimes I think that can be kind of dangerous because uh, God set the members in the body as it pleased him. And when he starts up a local church to build his church, he put, brings people together and gives them an assignment. But then if they just pick up and go, well, I don't know. Did they abandon their post? Did they commit AWOL? Did they dismember themselves? There's a lot of ways to look at it. Uh, 
But God put the members in as it has pleased him. And actually, he says, I'm the Lord, I change not. So he didn't make mistakes when he brings people in, but people just, a lot of times, just do whatever they want to do instead of seeing the importance of, well, what is the will of the Lord in this? What is his will? You know, Sadly, we see sometimes people just a little bitty, they could be in a good, solid church 20 years, a little bitty bump in the road that they hit of something they might not agree with, and away they go like that. But it's good to be stable. And uh, so if you get into a good word church, believe in church, you got to get your roots in. They that are planted in the house of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We want to get our, our roots in and planted. God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it pleased him. And if they all were one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Now you might look at the face and say, well, I want to be the face. Yeah, no. But I'll tell you what, your body needs a liver or it'd fall over dead in a short while. It needs a heart. It needs intestines. It needs parts that you, you might say, well, I don't want to be that part. Well, the body couldn't exist without that part. So it might be a part of uh, teaching the children, doing the music ministry, being an usher. There's different functions to a local body of believers. And each of those functions are very important. Praise God. Name much more of those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. It says you're many members, but you're one body. Praise God. So we need to realize we're not just individuals. In one sense, we are individuals, but then in another sense, we are a body. We are just members. We're not the whole body in ourself. We're members of a body. You come and you, you function. And when uh, members don't function at all, then something is wrong in the body, and it affects the body. See, if a member doesn't do anything. Sometimes it might be to pray. You might be a prayer person in the church. See, and nobody notices you're even doing it. Well, that's okay. If you're praying for the church, you're doing some good, you're sending some life to the church. We just want to send life to the body. Amen? You know, in a physical body, it's all the members working together with one goal and one purpose and so on. So we want to be uh, a body that has a goal Praise God that has a purpose. We're here for a reason, to win lost souls, uh, to help people get uh, grow up in the Lord. Praise God. But we're all connected. We're connected by the same life, the life of God. We're connected, praise God, as a body, as the Lord says. Now, in a church, which is the Bible calls a church also, 
It's like an army base. They call us good soldiers of Jesus Christ. But it's also like a sheepfold with a shepherd watching over it. You know, and David being a shepherd, you know, when the bear came to get a sheep, he beat up the bear. When the lion came, he defeated the lion to protect the sheep. See, so there is an anointing of protection in a local body of believers. And if you're submitted to that local body of believers and are doing what the Lord says, there's greater protection for you and your family. You know? The Bible said, watch over the flock, it tells pastors. Uh, Acts 20, 28 says, take heed over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. He said, feed the sheep. Feed them what? Feed them the word. Amen? Because that word is going to protect you. He said, because grievous wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock to try to draw away disciples after themselves. So you, you see, feeding the flock keeps them protected from the wolves. The wolves, and it says they come in speaking perverse things, things that are not true, things that are not accurate, things that are not scriptural. But if you're planted in the local church, the pastor's teaching the Word of God and not some tradition or dogma or creed or whatever, and uh, you feed the people the Word of God, it protects you. 1 John 2.14 says you are strong, young men. And the word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. So you could see how the word can enable you to overcome the wicked one. Because you could take the shield of faith and quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. You could take the word, and when the devil tells you false doctrine or false teaching, you could take the word, which is, the Bible said, the sword of the spirit, Ephesians 6, 17 says, and you could fight off the enemy and say, that's not so. This is what's written. You know, even when the devil quoted the written word to Jesus, but pulled it out of context, Jesus said, it is written again. So he lived by the word. Jesus lived by the written word. And he's the shepherd of the sheep. And he wants you to live by the written word. He wants you to be strong in the Lord, strong in the word. Praise God. If you're strong in the word, you're going to be strong in the Lord. Amen? You're going to have faith in the word of God, faith in what the word says. Hallelujah. And the more you know of the word, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So as you come to church and get the knowledge of God, you're going to have more grace. Which is, Grace means the unmerited operations of God. His power working in your life. It's going to be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. So a big part of the reason for you to come is to keep on getting more of the knowledge of God. And then when the enemy comes, you'll know what's right and what's wrong, what's truth and what's, which is error. Praise God, because you'll remember what you've been taught. 
Hallelujah. Paul said, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. So you've got to put things to the test. Try the spirits to know whether they are of God or not. Does it line up with the word? Does it line up with the peace of God? There's different things that you've been taught. Hallelujah. So God wants you to be in the pasture of the word of God. And he wants shepherds to feed you. Take heed over all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer. See, a shepherd oversees uh, what's being taught. You know, somebody wisely uh, was going to read this book. They weren't sure of the author. They asked us to take a look at it. And uh, so Doreen's reading it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take it a look. And is, is things right there? Like that. Because you don't want to feed yourself, you know, things that are wrong. Brother Hagin would say, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. You don't want to eat the bones, you know. You want to get fed what you're supposed to get fed as a sheep, amen? Hallelujah. Uh, and a lot of times those who try to do, do, do their Christian life alone are not always following God. Because the good shepherd already said for them to, Hebrews 13, 15, obey them that have the rule over you, for they are watching out for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable to you. See, now, a shepherd is given an anointing. If he's a real shepherd, there's a lot of false shepherds that don't teach people just what the Word says. They're not even saved themselves. They just took it on as a profession, like somebody would take on being a lawyer or a doctor or some other natural thing. You can't just choose to be a pastor. The Bible said no man can do that except they who are called of God. So people can't just say, well, stick a sticky label on themselves and say this is what I am. No, because God set the members in the body as it pleased him. So people can't just do that. And uh, with the calling comes an anointing and an ability that enables it. Now the pastor, Pastor Timothy in the Bible, Paul said, study to show yourself approved unto God. A good workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, he still has to study to rightly divide the word. He still has to look into the word. We, we need teachers and, and so on. I got probably a couple thousand good, solid Christian books at home because I'm willing to be taught, but I'm going to check out and make sure it's in agreement with the written word of God. I'm not just going to take what a man says about it, but uh, he may be called to be a teacher and may have some real good stuff to say. Well, I'll find out. You know, I want to grow. I want to develop. You know, I want to mature. The Bible said that he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers until we reach full maturity in Christ, even the head, even the Lord Jesus Christ. So until we've reached that maturity, we want to keep growing. See, never stop growing. Never stop growing. 
You always want to keep growing until you reach the fullness of the maturity of Christ. Which I don't know if that's saying you'll never reach it in this life, so keep growing. You know? But it says, speaking the truth and love, we may grow up into him in all things. So one thing we do know is God wants us to keep growing and developing as Christians, to mature so that we're not children or babies just tossed around with every wind of doctrine. So uh, he's given the pastor to be a watchman over your soul. Say, so praise God. And I teach you the word. And when you hear the word taught, you could freely come and ask the pastor if you have questions about it. And that he should give you scriptural answers. Say, not this is our creed or not this is the way we believe it. I don't care what the Bible says. No, we want to stay right with the word of God. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and it's important to be diligent with the word. Amen? To stay right with that word. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you're going to get faith when you come and you hear the word of God. You're going to get faith. Faith's going to enter your heart so that you can live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that would come to God must believe. Believe God exists, and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, diligently seek him, you get rewards. Another scripture said, As long as they sought the Lord, God caused them to prosper. Another scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. See, there's great blessing in doing what the word says. Praise God. There's blessings attached to it. It lines you up to God. If you get more lined up to God, you get more lined up to his blessings. The Bible said the blessing of the Lord makes you rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Praise God. So thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. So the church, when you come to a, a real church that's teaching the Bible, they will feed you faith. Faith. You'll have stronger faith after you've listened to the word. Because faith is your vital link with God. Praise God. And it's faith teaching that will cause your faith to grow. Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it done to thee. So you want to make sure your faith is in agreement with the word. Praise God. You have greater blessing. Last week we taught about the Lord's provision for your finances. And we looked at numbers of scriptures that the Lord said do. See, now if you receive that word, faith came. And if you start doing the word, eventually you're going to see a crop grow. Praise God. Because you're planting financial seed. And you'll see a crop grow. See, in that way, you get the information you need to have a better life. Praise God. The Bible said, according as, 2 Peter 1, 3, according as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. 
through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Notice it's through the knowledge of him. He's called us not to curses, not to problems, but to glory and to virtue. And his divine power can work that out in your life, but it comes through the knowledge of God, because when you get the knowledge of God, then you have something to base your faith on. Faith is based on the known will of God. If you don't know his will, you can't, know, you can't have faith for that. But if you know that's what he says in the Bible, because you're taught by a good word preaching uh, preacher, well, then you can have faith and, and begin to, by faith, operate in that and have a, a greater amount of blessing in your life. In church, you have more opportunity to produce good fruit. The Bible said, as you have opportunity to do good, take it, especially towards the household of faith. For in due season you'll reap if you faint not. In due season. There's a season to sow and a season to reap. In due season, if you faint not, don't throw in the towel, you will reap. So you just got to keep going. Regardless of what the weather is, the farmer can't pay any attention to the weather. He just got to keep doing what he needs to do to get that harvest. And so that's what we need to do. It says, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 said, I was abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So anything you do for God or his church or to bring people to Christ, there's rewards. You're adding up rewards. And in due season, you will reap from that, even if you give a cup of cold water, it says. My daughter just brought me up one. Even if you give a cup of cold water to one that belongs to Christ, you'll not lose your reward. So God, the greatest accountant there ever was, keeps track of everything that you do for him and for others, and he's going to bless you for it. Some now in this life and some in the time to come. Praise God. Uh, Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. So basically, you know, being in church regularly will keep you on the straight and narrow. You don't know how many times over the years people had told me, Oh, I didn't want to go to church this morning. Oh, I didn't feel like going to church this morning. Oh, they felt too oppressed to go to church. But they decided, I'm going to church. And before church was over, they were feeling completely better. Praise God. Because the Holy Ghost knows how to help you when you're in church. And the Holy Ghost can direct the preacher. He might not even know what he's preaching. See, and get off on a certain rabbit trail. But it might be a rabbit trail for you. You're the bunny that needs the help. See, so, uh, and the Holy Ghost knows that. God knows that. And he can help you. Praise God. And a certain little part of that message might have been for you only, 
And another part was for somebody else. And another part was for somebody else. He knows how to take a little boy's lunch and feed 15,000 people. He knows how to take the Word of God and feed a congregation. Amen? Hallelujah. Because he's the Holy Ghost. So it'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Narrow is the road. First Peter 1.9 says, Receiving the end goal of your faith, which is the salvation of your soul. There's a goal to all this. Staying planted in church will help you stay planted in the house of the Lord. Keep you from backsliding or getting back out and bound by the spirit of this world. Praise God. And it's good to keep your children's minds on the things of God. I keep that going and train up your child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Hallelujah. So it's important to help fill their minds with the Word of God. So if you've got a family, it's important to be in church and get them to love church and have it as their custom. This is what we do. Hallelujah. If they're trained to go to church all the time, you know, sometimes people say, well, if they want to go to church, they can. If not, do you do that with school? If you did that with school, they'd never go to school. But once they realize this is what we do, and I got to go to school, and they just go to school. It's the same thing with church. You bring them up in church, this is what we do. Praise God. And you get them to have that in their mind, then it's like Jesus, as his custom was. You build a custom into him. Now, Satan wants to separate. He's like a wolf or like a lion. He wants to separate you from the flock because he could devour your faith life if you're separated from the flock. That God, You see, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, but you've got to do what the Word says so it doesn't prevail against you. Amen? Hallelujah. I will build my church. So that if he will build his church, and he shows in the Bible, the church at Galatia, the church at Ephesus, the church at Thyatira, the church at Smyrna, and, and shows the church is the gathering of his people, then the Lord believes in church, and he believes in the gathering of his people on a regular basis. It's important, you know, not to get sporadic with it, but to be... You know, whether it's a church at Ephesus, like the Bible says, Paul to the church at Ephesus, Paul to the church, churches of Galatia, Paul to the church, you know, of the Thessalonians, and so on. Uh, it's important that we gather together. Praise God. It'll help us. Some services are different than others. They're designed different. Some of them may be a revival service, a teaching service. Sometimes the Bible said, Jesus, what about preaching and teaching? And then sometimes it was more emphasized on healing and deliverance. There was different times and seasons for different things. So we've got to realize that sometimes uh, we can get together and shout. And sometimes it can be a teaching. And sometimes it can be pray for one another. 
And sometimes it can be for this and for that. But each area, if it's scriptural, it will help develop us and make us, you know, grow and become more mature. Praise God. It isn't all, always just the shouting or the loudest. That's the best. Sometimes it could be just some simple, quiet words of the gospel that could do you the most good. Hallelujah. It's just the information that you need. So, uh, praise God. There are a lot, of, a lot of different local churches made up of uh, groups of people. There's a lot of false churches out there, too, that don't preach you got to repent. And don't preach you got to be born again. And don't preach you got to live for the Lord. See? So that wouldn't, that wouldn't be true because the word says you got to repent or you'll perish. Jesus said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God, but only those that do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And Jesus, it says, is the author of salvation, eternal salvation, to everyone that obeys him. See, but a lot of places leave that out. So, uh, you know, we always teach you got to find out everything. Basically, hit every topic he says when he's teaching on a certain topic. You can't just say believe, because he didn't just say believe. In one scripture, he did say God so loved the world that whosoever believes. But that ain't all he said, because he said, except you repent, you will perish. So you want a place that's going to teach you the whole counsel of God. Praise God. Teach you what the Bible says. Amen. And you know, the Bible said Satan comes to steal the word. That's what he comes to steal. See, so he don't want you getting the word in church. He wants to talk you out of it. That's one of the ways he steals word. word. Jesus said uh, he comes with the cares of this life, deceitfulness of riches, lustful desires for other things, pleasures of this life. And so on. He comes to steal the word with these things, get you caught up in other things. But you always want to stay consistent with the word. Praise God. That's, I don't want to say your best bet. It's the truth. <laughs> it's not just a bet. It's absolute truth. Thy word is truth. Father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is the truth. Hallelujah. It's God's will that every Christian be planted in the house of the Lord and keep coming and getting the word of God. Get prayer if they need it. Hallelujah. The preachers there will answer questions if they need it. Hallelujah. We're here to help. Amen. Church is here to help you spiritually and with your family and so on. And uh, God wants you blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to let you out a little bit early today. It's Mother's Day. Give you mothers uh, extra 25 minutes to chow down on some good whatever you got. Because usually everybody's got something good for lunch or 